Hi and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to Martin Goffin at Red Gum Barbecue. I spoke to Martin about four and a half years ago and it was a pleasure driving out to Red Hill in the Mornington Peninsula again to see how he's going and what's happening now for Red Gum Barbecue. Originally from the east coast of England, Martin discovered a love for barbecue through his American-born wife Melissa and left a job in local government to pursue the pitmaster life. He spent some time in the States earning as much as he could and then set up a mobile barbecue company here in 2013 before he found and converted a mechanic's garage into a 900 metre square restaurant and smokehouse in 2017. Nowadays, in addition to the two and a half tonne converted LPG tanks he had made into smokers by Paul at Silver Creek Smokers, he has himself made three pig cookers which each take a whole butterflied pig that he cooks slowly over the coals. He's also perfected an over-the-coals burger, puts up a subscription box every month that heroes a different US state's traditional barbecue dish, he has his own retail range of rubs and sauces, and he's about to open a new outlet in Seaford. There was a lot to talk about, and as always, I loved it all. Nice to meet you again. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've spoken before. We have. We have. Yeah, you've, yeah. Got a, you've got a beard. Things have changed have since 20, oh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. laziness more than anything. <laughs> we had the podcast, Conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with a Chef. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. also, I um, I couldn't remember if it was Concrete Playground, because I write for Broadsheet now, but it was Concrete Playground that right. we wrote about the restaurant. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did, you do, are you, did you do the recording up here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I know. I love that. That was 29. It was... January 2019, right. so a lot has happened yeah, since then. Yeah, there has. There has been. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about, I guess, um, what's happened in the intervening years. I think it's always nice to revisit. And you've got a whole product range now. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. opening a new place. And, yeah, yeah. And it's 10 years' birthday. Yeah. All so all of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. For the broadsheet now. But yes, I do. I met. Um, I shared an Uber with the broadsheet editor one night when I was at a media event, and she said, "Oh, send me some writing." And so I've been writing for them for a few years now. It's good. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Just occasionally, because I'm. You probably don't. Remember, I'm. I'm actually a French teacher. Um, so a French secondary school teacher. So right. I'm on holidays at the moment. So um, Nick. Nick speaks French. Oh, great! He's from Mauritius. Oh, of course. Then he definitely will speak French. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're moving to France. You're moving to France? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. So you're opening a new place and then moving to France? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, exciting. Just for a year. How amazing. Going to Provence. <gasps> I lived in Provence for a year as well. So I've got to learn French. Yeah, you do. When are you, When's that happening? Oh, Melissa's going over there to have a look at stuff in October next year. Yeah. And then... I'll be there then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll be there. Whereabouts, do you know? No, I've no idea. I'm not overly invested in it all. I'm a bit busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's the plan. Because I feel... I've been here... It will be 20 years, coming up to 20 years soon. And I left the UK when I was 21. Yeah. So I'm kind of... I want to be 
back in Europe for a little bit. Yeah. But not like permanently. Just I want to spend my summers there. Oh, yeah. Euro- European summers there. Australian summers here. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And and this you've got this the business to a point where everything would tick over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, plus you can work remotely with certain things like, and we'll still be coming back time to time. Like, you know, if something really significant happened. Um, but we've got great staff, so yeah. Like, you know, I only work part time, really. I do the school pickups and stuff. Amazing. Yeah, like I'm like a nine till three. Because I was just talking with um, Katrina about how you've still got well, you've retained and recertified the B Corp. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a huge. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal, and you're still <laughs> yeah. the only. Yeah, the only restaurant. Only restaurant in Australia. Yeah, because it's too I've... hard. Yeah. Because I was speaking to the executive chef at Stoke House, and it sounds like like they they're doing they've got lots of great initiatives, but that next step is to do all that paperwork and jump through the hoops. It's massive, isn't it? yeah. yeah, it's huge. It took took us about six months to kind of. Hello, Hi. nice to meet you. It's all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I always make myself a cup of tea and one for you. Well. That's nice. <laughs> a cup of tea from the executive chef. It must be the best cup of tea. Ever. <laughs> it's a pretty good cup it's of nice tea. Nice and balanced. Nice colour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, enjoy the sun. Thank you. Oh, it's lovely, Nick. It is good. <laughs> it is lovely, yeah. So, what? Why is the B Corp certification important for you? Um, well, it's something you can hang your hat on, isn't it? Yeah. Like you know, we talk the talk, and anyone can talk the talk. But you know, when it gets independently verified that you are doing the things you're saying, like then you can hang your hat on and say, yes, we actually do do it. A lot of people talk a lot about doing wonderful things, but where's the evidence? Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I hadn't quite, um, maybe I did. Uh, oh, look at your earrings. I know. You did that on purpose just to show <laughs> me. I did. I didn't actually, I didn't actually just do that movement. Look at them. To do it, but they're good, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Thank you. They're by um, an indigenous uh, jewellery maker, House of Dizzy, and they're called Stabby Knives, but I like them to be used for talking to chefs. Yeah, they're fun. Does every chef have a reaction like that? Yeah, often. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's cool. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, oh, hmm. Walking the walk, talking the yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's oh, no, I hadn't realised that um, it, it was all the way through to the way that you um, handle staff and, and, and those yeah, kinds of things as waste, well. Waste, staff, yep. water, food miles, mm. you know, grass fed instead of grain fed, everything. Mm. So it's, yeah, yeah. Not many people do it. Like, I think, so we compost everything, right? Like, but industrial, like, like mm. we don't have a big compost heap. Um, <laughs> but there's, like, from the last time we checked, it was only us and Port Leo. Yeah, wow. We did it. And and where does that, so where is that, and, and where does it get used afterwards? Uh, so they send it out to a big processing facility through Cleanway. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And they, they, I don't know, I don't know where it gets, what it gets done with it, but, like, the, this, the food waste is significant. Like, it's, like it's massive mm. not from a kind of like it's what gets left on the plate yes like rather than wasted from the kitchen yeah you know it's not like we you know you go to chef school and you have to use everything yeah yeah like even you know broccoli stems get used <laughs> like so like it's not it's not 
but it's not waste from the kitchen per se, it's literally what's been left on the plate. Wasn't there some restaurateur, chef, who made everyone take away their scraps with them? Like you couldn't go to her restaurant unless you brought a container of food. Well, it makes but, sense. Yeah. It's, it's, still, it's still only just saving them money. It's tricky though, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're, not, well, they're only going to put it in the bin anyway. Yeah. All right. So you're really just moving the problem. You're saving yourself cash. Moving, yeah. Kicking the can down the road, really. I was just listening to a podcast this morning, actually, between Kevin Bacon and Mark Ruffalo, but, it's, but it was talking about, um, so two actors, but Mark Ruffalo does lots of work with um, community and the environment, and they were saying that the two things are linked because even if we can cancel all carbon emissions, it comes down to the way people people's values yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. that if you still have all those xenophobic racist um you know not treating people correctly then yeah. you're still going to doesn't really matter if we've got zero carbon emissions you need to deal with those that root value system and i think um people coming out for lunch or dinner and ordering up large and then not eating it all that's yeah. a value isn't it that's yeah. a, um so what has i mean we had that whole intervening period. How did how did you go over the the, the COVID break? The COVID break. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we were well, I, yeah we were lucky I think because we we came out of it like it was really difficult and it was much more difficult for Melissa than it was for me because um, she really steered the ship during COVID. So she was the one who has made the big push to to doing delivered boxes, which was huge. At Father's Day, we had 700 go out during one of the COVID years. 700. It's a, yeah. It's a lot. So you imagine, you imagine the restaurant, every single table is full of boxes. Yeah, absolutely. And then we had trucks come and pick them up. And did you, because I imagine, did you, so you, did you put a cut off on it or did you, because... Yeah, we had to, you had to put a cut off, yeah. That's what I mean, but did, yeah. even that seems like that would have been a really big challenge. It was huge. Yeah. And, but, but, did you imagine you'd get that response or... Did, no, not okay. really. <laughs> you, you put these things out there expecting to get some sort of response, but that was that was enormous. But Father's Day is always enormous, kind of. Yeah. For the red gun, like it's it's the biggest day of the year, really. A lot of planning goes into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose what what COVID did allow us to do though was to, you know, develop the processes around doing delivery boxes. Yes. So we've continued to do those even post COVID. But you're a bit. They've they've evolved into like a, like a subscription box where, every month we go to a different southern state. Oh yeah. And we, uh, we cook dishes from that are famous, or famous barbecue dishes from those states. So, you know, we, all the way from, you know, Kansas City, Missouri to, you know, Virginia to, Georgia to Texas. Like we stop off in each one each month. So, you know, even the, having the ability to do that, and that was developed through COVID. Yeah. Because we didn't have those skill sets prior. Um, but we navigated well, to be honest with you. Like, it was really tough. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of staff went missing, and, you know, reopening up has been difficult because there's no chefs anymore. They all get sent back to their other countries where they're from. So, and it continues to be a difficulty, that kind of legacy of... COVID in terms of employment and getting employees mm. it's hard mm. like really hard um, but yeah like it's I don't know I feel like we've come out the other side alright and not many people did so we feel no, exactly very right. fortunate yeah. we feel very fortunate that you know people connect to the business in a 
really significant way. We had people totally supporting us. Like every week they were ordering stuff. Mm. Like, and you see the same names. Yeah. Like come through on the order sheet and it's so-and-so's ordered again. And you just like, you know, you're really thankful for that because it was, it was scary there for a minute. I, didn't, I don't know if, you know, the business was going to survive this kind of huge moment in time. But it has. And it's great. Mm. You know, and it's still great. Especially yeah. on a sunny day like this. Absolutely. And the, um, what was the decision between, b- behind the, the retail products? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they we look been, nice. Yeah, they're nice. Um, we were, we've been making them for years. Yeah. Um, and as barbecues kind of exploded, like I remember cooking barbecue and making rubs like in the early 2000s where people didn't know what pulled pork was. Mm. You know, they didn't, let alone brisket. Brisket wasn't even on the radar. So, you know, we've had these rubs and sauces for a very long time. Um, and I suppose what, what that moment of COVID did for us was also about diversification. Like, you know, what can we make or produce that we can kind of, people don't need to come to the restaurant for, so they can buy rubs and sauces and then go and try and recreate it at home. Because, like I said, barbecue has, has exploded. Mm. Um so yeah, that's how it's come about, and I think, and it's yeah, other people have entered the market doing the same thing. So it's kind of about, you know, to make it happen. But I suppose what we've done differently to other businesses who have launched sauces and rubs is that we're building the facility to create them ourselves instead of getting other another business to create them and label them and make okay. them on your behalf. So yeah. that's what a lot of other bar- um, barbecue businesses do. Do you do that here? Currently, do it here at the restaurant, but we're moving to seafood. Yeah. That's what seafood's really for, is food production. Oh, I see. Yeah. But there will be a restaurant aspect to it? It'll be takeaway. Takeaway, okay. Yeah, yeah. Takeaway and retail, so, you know, you'll be... Because like, it's very... It'll be very much centred around the people who work in that area, which is huge. Like, it's like a little city down, a, like, down in, like, Caramdown Seafood Way. Like, in it's the true, it's state. true, yeah. It's, like, massive. Yeah. Like, huge. Um, so it's really going to cater for that crowd, but... Um, it also have retail things there, like you'd be able to come and buy like whole briskets or sliced briskets or smoked turkey or smoked ham. Or... So you still have that you have smokers there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting a big one wow. shipped from the US. When you say big one, I remember being here, here last time, and I, can, I was reading through what what we talked about, and I was like going, "They're massive. <laughs> yeah, They're really big. Is it bigger than those?" Uh, ish. <laughs> it's a bit different. I bought an old hickory, okay. which is um, which is a lot less labour intensive than that. Um, so those ones are they run off logs. This this smoker, but it's really time and temp and away you go. Um, I originally never wanted to buy one, um, but we decided to to make life easier because I don't really need to prove that I can cook barbecue anymore. Like it's, I'm kind of proving that. Yeah. And if you want to see the whole spectacle of cooking barbecue, you know, you can come up to Red Hill. Seaford's much more production focused. And, yeah. You know, making sure that life's a lot easier. This is, this is about theatre. Yes. And the people seeing the meat being cooked and the fire and the smell and all that sort of stuff, it's all about theatre. So, but Seaford's more about production, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Like that's 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 coming along beautifully. Like hopefully we launch in about three weeks' time. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's it's big. It's like seven hundred square meters. This is Red Hills nine hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So it's similar size. Yeah. But it's just you know 
don't know. Just evolution. It's growth. And so Nick, the executive chef, he's overseeing both venues, is he? Yeah, yeah, you will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. How long has he been with you? I don't know, six months, maybe? Three months, four months? I don't know. Feels like ages. Yeah. Um, But no, he hasn't been with us that long. Yeah. But he's great. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, is it easy? Well, it seems like it's easy for you to um, to to be collaborative and sh- and share the load with your staff. I was yeah. just thinking it's your baby, and you, you. I mean, you did a lot of learning to be able to open this. You know, going to the yeah. states and all that kind of stuff. Is it yeah. easy to give over the reins to Not someone? Really? Else? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, emotionally, like it's difficult. I, I suppose, like. You yeah. always want things created to the standard that you create them. Um, you know, and when other people are involved, like you give, what's the famous thing where you give a bunch of, diff, bunch of chefs the same recipe and each dish will be completely different. Yeah. Regardless of there being a recipe. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, but at the same time, like, you know, if you train them well and you, you, you let them know what the standards are and you kind of continually monitor what's going on, like, you can be pretty happy with what's being produced. Um, but at the same time, you've got to let it go mm. to a certain extent because mm. I've got so much other stuff that I need to do. Like I need to do, you know, develop new recipes with the exec chef. We need to, you know, build a new place down in seafood. Like you, you kind of got to let it go. Yeah. You know, as long as you feel confident with the human beings you've got around you. But it's the first thing you should do is train other people to do your job. Like there's only one of me. Yeah. If I get sick, yeah, or right. I need to run away to do something, yeah, like you need people to be able to take over. Like that's just the nature of, I don't know. Yeah, you got always got to train people up, and you know if you don't train people and get them doing stuff, people get bored. Yeah, you got to keep folks and interested in their jobs and continuing to learn themselves. And I guess too with these the boxes you're doing the subscription boxes, um, you know, focusing on a different state. Does that mean that you are? Um, I mean, how do you know about those different things? I, you do you how, what, how do you research for those kinds of things? Oh, I've spent a lot of time in the states, so yeah, a lot of the dishes I already know, mm. um, and the places that I don't know, you just jump online and figure it out. Yeah, you know, what's the most famous barbecue dish in Virginia? And it, yeah. You know, it's a Shendoa chicken. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, you just figure these things out. Yeah. It was epic doing that, to be honest with you. It yeah. was really epic to try and create dishes from every single state, every twelve month period, and then like write all the copy for it. Yes. And then put it all together. Like you know, it's, it was pretty. Like when we finished doing it, like there was high fives going around. Yeah. It was, it was a mammoth task well that's right because you can't really just make it up as you go along can you <laughs> no and it's you know, funny you research each state then you research the history of barbecue in that state because it's all different yeah um, and imagine you could go into a bit of a deep dive about some of those things and then you know yeah. fact checking <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. There's, there's, and there's books out there about the history of barbecue so you know there's, there's plenty of literature so how many subscribers do you have oh, I don't know if Tom yet yeah um, that's a cool idea yeah, we don't have. So it's a, a monthly. Thing. Yeah, it's a monthly thing. We don't have a, like a million subscribers. We'd like a lot more. I suppose when we ramp up, because everything's getting done here in Red Hill, 
I suppose when and it, you know we've got a finite capacity between the restaurant restaurant like sales and doing making sauces and boxes and all that sort of stuff like I'd like to see it really ramp up when we open down in seafood like that's kind of its job seafood mm. is to do all those things that we currently do in the restaurant that are non-restaurant related like making sauce yeah. or rubs or subscription box or smoking things for retail and wholesale and all that sort of good stuff so yeah I'd like to see those things explode but you can only start flogging them when you can actually fulfil it fulfil mm. the orders mm. that's the trick yeah um, and we're not quite, we're not quite there yet but we will be that's the whole point of investing in it like we see a market for it mm. people are interested do you think the French will ever really get into this American style barbecue do you know what's really interesting about French food? Is um, that southern food and French food are very similar. Mm. It's all, you know, roux-based kind of dishes. Yeah. Yeah, traditional, like proper southern food is definitely is French-based in essence. Like if, we, if you look at Louisiana food, like Creole food, it's just wow. it's spicy French food. It's that, yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but that whole Arcadia and the Cajun stuff, yeah, I yeah. mean, that was a French yeah, colony. Yeah. colony yeah. yeah, 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 100%. So it's all, so even like all the, all the dishes from the south are in somewhat French in so essence. Mm. So, but barbecue wise, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty good. You're at not going to be empire building while you're over there. I don't know. I don't know if we. Um, if it would go down well in France, but I suppose it no, would. No, no, well, who knows? Um, they're very, I think they're still fiercely um, proud of their own things, but it's interesting because, um, as you say, it's all, you know, it's flavour-based and it's yeah linked and that, you know. Heavy cream and, yeah. Not so much in the south. You know, yeah. It's more veggie, vegetables, more Mediterranean, I guess, more olive oil, but. Um, yeah, but definitely, like, you know, all the stuff you learn at school, like culinary school, like, it's all, the foundation stuff, mm. you know, is all, southern US food as yeah. well so I don't know it's an interesting one maybe I'll have to open up a restaurant there. <laughs> I won't I won't um, nice yeah well congratulations on thank you what, what's um, it for for <laughs> <laughs> surviving for surviving and thriving actually really yeah it's Just been it's been yeah, he's super proud of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's gone from strength to strength, really. Um, you know, we've got employing really great people and keeping people in jobs, you know. Um, people are still turning up, which is amazing, you know. Especially with, especially with the uh, interest rates and everything biting. Like, you'd, you'd think that there'd be some sort of, we'd see some sort of, significant drop off but we we really haven't which we're really kind of grateful for because I know lots of folks have um, so we need to be mindful that we're certainly privileged that people want to spend their money with us because um, it's a bit hard for folks at the minute that's right um, but yeah I don't know it's great. It is great. I still come at work. Do you know what's the? I don't know if you, if, if other chefs have this, but like I've got, I've got like this imposter syndrome thing going on where, I don't know how it's all happened to me, um, and I and I struggle with it because you know, being British, you kind of, 
you never expect good things happen to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's always a bit rainy and cloudy. Um, but yeah, like it's really, it's really quite amazing. Um, and I'm travelling around talking about barbecue now as well. Like do different events and speak about it. Have still have the pitmaster classes. People come to those and I often tell those people that I feel very humbled that they've come in and listen to me ramble on about barbecue for three hours. You know what I mean? Like it's it's um it's quite amazing really. So yeah, it's good. Very good. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with Martin Goffin at Red Gum Barbecue in Red Hill on the Mornington Peninsula. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at redgumbbq and you can check out their website with the menus, events and subscription box details at www.redgumbbq.com.au. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef. You can read The Chef and you can even become a subscriber at www.conversationwithachef.com. It's really good for me if you become a subscriber because then I know that people are actually wanting to read it. Uh, And it's good for you because you get notified when a new story comes up. I'd also love it if you told a friend about my chats and you can let me know you're there on Apple and Spotify podcasts and more recently, Audible and Amazon Podcast, if that is your platform of desire. Once again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Et bon appétit.